will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? She just goes a little mad sometimes. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. If you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. Do you want to die, Sydney? Hi. I'm at the Snake Bite Horrorcast. I'm your host, Mark Goddard. And it is our Halloween spooktacular special. Ooh. And only one person we can invite onto this podcast. Because this time we are doing three of the best franchises out there. It is my co-host over at Franchise Players Podcast. It's Chloe Davies. Thank you. Thank you very much. And as always, doing our best to bring the franchise greatness to this uh, interesting free podcast, the free films that we're doing. But as <laughs> always, also... the podcast is free. <laughs> free. <laughs> 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 <Free buckle. clears throat> and as always i am joined as you can hear already by my co-host as always nar whitlock boom and also hello <laughs> and marcus wallace how the hell yeah okay you're you right now <laughs> <laughs> he's lacking in gin that's the problem yeah yeah you wait till we have an intermission in the middle It'd be like a new person <laughs> it sounds like a 90s sitcom yeah but with more violence so as I've said already, we are joined by Chloe this time around, guys. So we're doing three franchises, three of the top franchises. And I'm sorry about this, but it's probably going to be our last podcast we ever do. So <laughs> there's some controversial uh, opinions coming in our way on this one. Um, as you know, me and Chloe do franchise player podcast, but we haven't done Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday yet. So what better way than to celebrate Halloween with combining the two podcasts into one mega podcast to review, well, a film that is a classic that isn't Hellraiser. So guys, how are you feeling about this one this week? I haven't got a lot of bad things to say. It was three completely flawless films. And quite frankly, if you had anything to say bad about them, well, are you even a horror fan? Exactly. Me and Marcus exactly. were just having that conversation because Mar Marcus couldn't find any faults either, could you, Marcus? I couldn't see the colours, so yeah, I couldn't find any faults. True. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's go straight into this gun, guys. All right, so we'll start in date order. So the first film to be released in this uh, trio of franchises is Halloween, uh, 1978 from John Carpenter, legend in the film business, as we know, legendary horror director. So as always, Marcus. Hello. Tell us the plot of this movie. Oh, God. All oh, right, which one are we going with first? <laughs> Halloween. Halloween, right. <laughs> That's a good start. Do you know what's the good start about this? <laughs> this is the one I just watched before recording, so <laughs> it's freshest in go. my mind. So when you right. get to explain the other two, it's going to be really disjointed. Oh, no, they were watched yesterday, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, right, Halloween. As you could probably guess, but I'll point it out just in case... This is filmed on Halloween. Well, the time it's meant to be is Halloween. There's pumpkins, there's people, and there's daggers that cut people. Anyway, this film uh, is based about typical sort of like high school uh, aged uh, kids. Some girls are babysitting, you know, trying to earn some money on Halloween, doing the usual stuff so the parents can go and get out and get absolutely sloshed, as you do. Uh, turns out some creepy psychotic guy uh, escapes from a mental ward, goes around goes into houses and is slowly killing people off one by one and all these kids for some reason think it's okay to babysit and then get everyone over for like a mini orgy and 
smoke and shit like that. They end up all dying except the last one, uh, who protects two kids. And the the guy that was looking after this uh, killer in the mental hospital... I'm putting this, I know. <laughs> the, you the are. Doctor, it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> the doctor that was looking after the, <laughs> the, the wet lettuce decides to shoot him several times. <laughs> And then skedaddle skadoodle, this guy has gone. He's not on the floor where he shot him. Uh, he looks at him and the girl's like, was that the boogeyman? He's like, hmm, I guess you could say it was. And then he's clearly like, you know, he's standing there like, fuck yeah. I got the line in right this time. And uh, yeah, that's it's more or less the end. Although I must say, uh, the effects in this film, absolutely amazing, right? Can it, we all agree? Like so realistic with the cuts and all the, the blood. Oh, yeah. just the cuts. Yeah, just the cuts. All two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the beginning part where you didn't even see the knife go onto them. It's great. Mm. Yeah, that's basically the plot. Well, that was a uh, that was a plot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did miss one thing. There was a dog. Yeah. And it was a cute dog. And it died. Yeah, it does die. Oh, so it's yeah. a shit film. But other than that, it's all right. I forgot about the dog deaths. I think that brings our grand total of deaths in this film up to maybe four. <laughs> For a, an immense slasher film, it's a. Uh, yeah, fuck all people dying it. Yeah. You also there forget you that, like the main point of the, of, the, of the plot is it's he killed his sister at the start of the movie as well. Oh yeah, that one. Uh, oh, yeah, five. Which, which is kind of his motivation for the whole killing in this one. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> right, I want to talk about the motivations in this film and the plot because there is a one. He literally picked his targets because they were literally the, the closest to his old house. Ah, see, this is where you haven't read into it properly. Why would I'll I read into it? I watched plot. it. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain plot properly in a this minute. This is you. the Grave Encounters argument again, where, oh. oh, you didn't like the film because half the film's on a fucking website somewhere. <laughs> you should have read that. No. Who said that? No, oh, it's no, not. Marcus None of us said that. About Grave no, Encounters. I said you needed to watch the second film for the first one to make sense. Yeah, and that was a mistake, wasn't it? Let's so, start with our guest, because uh, I think, you know, well, we'll start with ladies first. And I know Chloe's got some uh, interesting opinions. So, um, Chloe, what did you think of this one? I don't like Halloween. I'm just going to say it. I, I, I find it really boring. Like, everyone makes out this film is, like, super amazing. And, like, my, I guess Michael Myers is, like, a really good villain. But, honestly, I prefer the 2018 one. And that's, like, my most controversial opinion. And I've had arguments about this before. But I'm sticking to it. I, I watched this film twice now and I haven't been able to watch it in one sitting because I just got really bored with how slow it was. Mm. I think I just don't really gel well with John Carpenter's films in general. Um, they seem to go really slow and I just can't stand it. So this is probably, out of the three films today, my least favourite. I completely agree with that. Thank you. <laughs> it was boring. Do you know what? I think they missed a massive trick with this as well. Because, like... They do it once in the film where he's subtly in the background. You know, when he's driving the car. Mm. Mm. He should have been like that the entire film. He should have just been in every scene, like hiding behind a bush or behind a tree or just subtly in the background somewhere. But no, they just did that bit once. And the rest of it, he's only in it like three times. No, he's not. He what are you fucking watching? Plus, I don't get like... He's, he watched Insidious. The, the, they try and get the police after him half-heartedly, and then he's like, why, why do you think he's so evil? And he's like, well, I watched him sit down on a chair for 20 years and do absolutely nothing. It's like, evil! Right. There's a lot of nerds playing PC games who we should really start to worry about, because they've been sitting down for a while <laughs> doing exactly that. Aren't we sitting down? 
Oh my god, maybe we're secretly the devil or something, but... No, I've been told worse. What? There's a story there. But yeah, just, I don't... I don't think this story does actually have a plot at all. It, it does. It's I, just I the, plot when it's my the film pointing out him going, he's evil. I'm not going to explain why he's evil, but he killed his sister years ago for no apparent reason. Go! Okay, so, all right, it's so a plot. Let me, let, me, let me go into the plot. So he kills his sister at the start. What Wikipedia page explained. is this on? Just so I can read along. None. You do uh, know that I, I watch this movie several times, right? You know, I'm well, not because I'm a fan of this one, because I have my own comments on this one myself. He kills his sister. Gets right. put away for it. He escapes the uh, mental institution, goes back to his home. He sees Annie, the annoying friend who can't act, as his sister. Reminds him of his sister, so he starts stalking her. In the scenes where he's stalking her and he's hiding behind the bushes, you think that he's looking at Laurie, but he's not. He's looking at Annie. So when she find, when Laurie later on in the film goes and finds her dead in the bed, that's why the Judith Myers gravestone's behind her because he's obsessed with her because he thinks it's his sister, and that's why he's doing the murder. Yeah, that makes sense for one character. What about the others? Oh, they're just there. And he's that's the first person he kills. No, she's the third person. Is it? Mm. Oh, including the farmer man in the field? Yeah, he, he kills the farmer man, then he kills the boyfriend, kills the dog, then kills Annie, then kills the two friends who have smoked and sex. And then, yeah. What did the dog signify? Nothing, he just killed Peace the dog. Shut out. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that's enough for me. There. Yeah, kind of, I guess. There's still a plot. There's still a plot. Mm. Oh, well. This this uh, film does win a Nile <laughs> Award, if that helps. Go for it. Nile Award 4. For most comedic... Oh, no, wait. wait. How am I saying this? <laughs> uh, just going to go with funniest death faces. Yeah, the one in the car was pretty funny. <laughs> they were all pretty good, to be honest. Although, yeah, the car one was good because she rubbed her nose up against the window before she died. Yeah, yeah that one. was good. So, yeah, good for them. <laughs> I will say now, this is the... God knows how many times I've watched this movie. And it's the worst one of the three, in my opinion. And I'm not a huge fan of Elm Street either. It is slow. It is boring. The characters can't act. And Jamie Lee Curtis isn't too bad. But Annie just is uh, nah, can't act for shit. He, yeah, Doctor Loomis, <laughs> he's a, just just a weirdo. The facial his facial expressions are amazing. In this one, he's my favorite. Thinking it because he's very dramatic. He's just so extra. Yeah. I, I kind of can't help it's but like... enjoy his bits. But yeah, overall, it just doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> I love how he he goes and says to the police officer, just like. You go around the back, quickly, he's behind there. And he just casually starts walking down the road. <laughs> yeah, he's around there somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> That's because the policeman probably thought, oh, he's probably just sitting in a chair doing fuck all. <laughs> like he's done for the last 20 years. Staring at walls. Oh, he just stands outside the house yeah. for fucking ages, so. <laughs> Scaring kids away. Yeah, he literally <laughs> drove around in a marked car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been and quite easy to catch him, I thought. I don't get how this film, like how the police ran in this. It was actually a case of, right, there's a person who is potentially going to go on a mass killing spree in your town. Police guy is like, okay, I'll just casually plod along with you and just, just in case you're right. And then when they're like, oh, I think I know where he is. Okay, what, what do we do? Oh yeah, you go around the back, I'll wait here. And then they don't do anything. It's like, <laughs> you're literally saying he might kill people and you're just waiting for him to go home. Like if he's out killing people, why is he? Why the fuck is he going to go home? Uh, it was 
That's yeah. where he's drawn to, I suppose. Yeah, but that's like me saying, right, this is where the killer lives. I know he's out killing at the moment. So to prevent killings, I'm going to wait for him to finish all his killings and then come back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's going to stop the killings. <laughs> that's damn smart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the film itself is really slow. Like you say, the beginning was fucking awful. Literally the first scene in. And I was just like, holy fucking shit. I hate this already. <laughs> I don't know. The first scene's not too bad. Well, all the metal people are just out for a walk. They don't usually let them walk no. this late. Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> The bit where he killed his sister. Oh, yeah, I forgot that happened before. Yeah, the, the sister killing bit is fine. I don't yeah. mind that bit. Well, it's like he put the mask on and then he started, like, just. Well, first of all, he picked up the knife of a doll hand. I don't know how they managed that. And then he went to stab his sister. She was a horrible actor. It's like, I don't care how, like, weird yeah, you are. In fairness, the whole getting... film was full of bad actors. Yeah, I know, but if you're getting stabbed repeatedly, you don't go, oh, oh, oh. Like, you don't know. Just... Well, to be fair. That is true, I don't know. <laughs> and on top of that, he was stabbing to the wrong side of her. He wasn't even stabbing in her direction. He's a kid. He don't know how to do it, probably. Yeah, exactly. It's true. She probably just thought, right, fuck it. How come it's not a clown mask in the future? I think it's just so a mask. mask the better, so it's just a mask that he found at the store. Stop. Oh, yeah, because he broke into the store, didn't he? I think this should have been a clown film. Because he was dressed as a clown at the beginning. Yeah, I think the idea was just he wanted to hide himself. I don't think they really cared about how he did it. I thought the idea was he was possessed by the mask. Because when he took off the mask at the, after stabbing his sister, then he was fine. Yeah, that's Halloween 3. Oh, then it... Oh. So you're telling us... Halloween 3 has nothing to do with him, so... Mark, you're telling us we have to watch Halloween 2 and 3 now. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> To be fair, actually, Halloween 4 onwards isn't as bad. <laughs> Why do you have to wait How for the fourth film? <laughs> it's like Hellraiser all over again. Chloe, how many, how many um, Halloweens is there? Uh, if I took a guess, I'd say maybe seven. <laughs> oh my Christ. <laughs> and I don't know if that would include the, the latest one. That would be like the old ones. And then of course you've got the Rob Zombie ones as well. Which oh, okay. I actually don't mind. I thought that was quite good. I'm going to watch that one soon. It goes more into him as a kid in the hospital, so it's a bit more, you know, explains a bit more. Well, that so must that's... be a boring film, because surely he just sits down and does fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> so there's seven films, and they're all slashers. We might get a total of, like, maybe 12 people die overall. Oh, let's not get our hopes up, Marcus. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, this film was slow and old. Just just old. It's outdated. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, it's old. We watched, so we sat and watched Curse of Frankenstein the other day. Yeah, but that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So there. <laughs> if I wanted to stand at, at, at a bush and stare at people without anyone else spattering a single eyelid at me, which is what happened here, he'd carry on I'm, living his life how he's currently living his life. Yeah, just without all the complaints. <laughs> well, won't go that far. Look, no, None of us like it. <laughs> a man with a mask stands there staring at people, and no one even thought to look. It is not how, how it is nowadays, though, with all, all the COVID masks. True, actually. Creepy. <laughs> People do actually stand there sometimes and just stare. It's creepy. I was walking to the shop the other day, pushed a trolley, and this woman just stood there with her family and stared at me as I went past. And I was like, what do you want from me? <laughs> like, I'm just I think there's more to this story. What were you wearing? What wasn't I wearing? I that was the question. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. That is mm. what I thought. Any redeeming bits of this? Anything you guys actually did enjoy? <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I just remembered a bit that happened. This is a redeeming feature. It started off that weird genre of porn when people get stuck under things or in things. <laughs> I, uh, I currently randomly got stuck in that window. I was like, what? <laughs> she had like the bookcase fall on her or something. No? She got, she got her foot stuck. And yeah. Yeah, to I be just fair, found that it, bit hilarious yeah. and I don't know why it was there. They didn't have to show her the way they did. <laughs> but they did anyway. I suppose because he was stalking her from outside, wasn't he? It's kind of like a. We must be Did he not take that moment to kill her? He just looked at her and thought, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> Claire, what about you? Any, any redeeming features? Um, not really. I guess I like <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis and I like the opening, but um, I guess I know this is sort of inspired by Black Christmas and honestly, I think that's a way better like sort of slasher film than this. Um, oh, Black Christmas is amazing. Like if I'm to... Comp- like, you can't talk about this film without talking about it because the plot is literally... It was conceived as a sequel to Black Christmas, so yeah. So the plot was taken from uh, the guy. What's his name? He. This was kind of originally going to be a plot for a sequel, or like what he would have imagined the plot to be, um, and then John Carpenter took it. So, <laughs> oh my god, is this a fan film? Yeah, it is. So we owe everything to Black Christmas, <laughs> Weird. pretty much. So we can blame um, Black Christmas for this. <laughs> but like like you said, you said this one feels outdated, but I think Black Christmas, like, in comparison, aged really, really well. So I I would say I would rather watch that one. I'd say that's one of my favourite slashes, like, of all time anyway. So, yeah, I this one was just way too slow. Um, what is Black Not creepy at all. Uh, what about you, Marcus? Any redeeming features? That's all. Uh... <laughs> That's well, that's a question. Um, yes, yes, there is. the The kid had a really good pumpkin, and um, <laughs> the uh, so good that the opening was on it for twenty minutes. Yeah, and uh, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, no, there was one scene where the kid was getting bullied, and he fell onto his pumpkin, <laughs> and he, like pulled oh, yeah. off. And when the kids ran away. The uh the killer grabbed the kid and it like the kid looked genuinely fucking freaked out and, and then he let go of him and I was like what the hell's gonna happen like that's the only like little bit I was like oh it's gonna go either way and then he let go and I was like oh damn <laughs> yeah that that was pretty much it what is Black Christmas because I've not seen that so it came out like a couple of years before and it's um set in a sorority house and there's this killer like in the house and that you know the beginning of Halloween where you see like the sort of point of view from from Michael's point of view that's sort of come from that and also I mean obviously that was inspired by Jello films as well but um that was sort of taken and used in Black Christmas like really well and I think it's a lot creepier um so yeah there's also two other remakes as well um which are actually pretty good I'd say the second remake is the first remake is better but I'd say they're all pretty solid but obviously the first one's the best doesn't the remake have um Dawn at a Buffy in it it does. It has quite. It also has Gretchen from Mean Girls. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually, I actually quite enjoyed that one. That before or after Mean Girls? I think it was probably after. It was yes. way after Mean Girls. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have another question. What's a yeah. Jallo film? Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll it's get into that in the Friday the Thirteenth one. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like an Italian horror from like from the seventies. It was kind of like a murder mystery thing. Um, kind oh, okay. of black killers and stuff like that um Dero Gento does a lot of them and stuff like that so yeah he does some good ones like Suspiria mm. ah. which is pretty much 
I'm still learning. The inspiration behind Friday the 13th. So. <laughs> Deep Red is a really good one. Mm, Deep Red's good. So, I agree with everything you've all you say. You've got the best kind of moments for me is just how fucking nutcase Loomis is. He has some of the best, best moments of, you know, mentalness. And just the scenes at the end, the, the final bits with Laura, uh, with Laurie Strode and, and Michael Myers and the kind of the, the general showdown at the end, I really like. Um, the kind of like the, the sit-up in the background with the kind of very silent moments where he just sits up in the background and you see him there and, you know, it sets up the rest of the, the, rest of the franchise. But I'm not a huge fan. And I, this was my favourite franchise growing up. But watching it kind of in critic size, the acting is awful. I mean, we've seen some bad films, but this is this is awful. Um, Jeremy Lee is probably the best actor in it. Um, I forgot the name of the actor who plays Michael Myers, but he's probably the second best actor in this. Um, I, I, I really hate myself for saying it, but it was very slow and boring. And I do prefer Halloween 4 onwards when they kind of bring Michael back. Because in Halloween 3, they don't have Michael Myers in it. It's a completely different story because um, what they were going to do was make it like an anthology series. So you'd have 1 and 2, which was, which was um, direct sequels. 3 was going to be was um, about killer masks. <laughs> so like kids would put masks, people put on the masks and it um, takes over their face. And then people complained so much it didn't have Michael Myers in the third one that they brought him back in number four with Daniel Harris as um, the main kind of focus that like it's supposed to be his niece and he's his main focus of him trying to kill her and it actually was a lot better it goes into more kind of the supernatural element of him and like cults and that kind of stuff which a lot of people don't like but I actually quite enjoy it makes a bit more sense and it's a very young Paul Rudd in one of them as well but yeah let's let's ask the question to Chloe uh, keep it or bin it I'd bin it I feel bad saying it but you know what I don't feel bad saying it I have terrible opinions sometimes and this is one this is one hill I'm willing to die on so <laughs> I'll do it I'll bin it okay uh, no keep it or bin it I can see why it's iconic I think people like weird stuff we've learnt this from Hellraiser but <laughs> I like that just worry. like Hellraiser it's, it's not for me um, although this could be a good time to commute mutiny on this podcast and say it's unbinnable <laughs> then I will be the host <laughs> but no it's going in the bin it's not for me thanks and uh, there's one line in it that just sums up the whole film really which was mm. in the mental asylum where he goes how did, how did he know how to drive a car he's been in here for 25 years and the guy went well he drove a car quite well last night let's never mention this again <laughs> So yeah, in the bin. Yeah. Uh, Marcus? Yeah, just straight in the bin. <laughs> I've got to say, though, I just remember my favourite scene, when he crawls up the back of the car, and you don't notice him at first, he just suddenly is there. It's like, whoa. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Question. What ever happened about his parents? The most casual people in the world. His son's standing there on the doorstep with a knife in hand. <laughs> and the, mom, the mom's just like, oh, no, I put my hands in my pockets. Are you right there? Michael, are you right? going on at least have it like the opening of scream where you know where um they find the girl's body and the mom's just screaming that'll be better that's so good yeah it wasn't even just that though they stood there for like a solid minute in dead like try to stay as still as they could as the camera panned out and you could see them moving slightly like you never actually hear about them you don't know nothing's really brought up about them where they've gone they died again in the movie 
They died they? when he did his driving test. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on that Wikipedia page. I'm surprised you didn't read it. Oh, scroll up. Ah, oh, there it is. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna keep it because it is so iconic. Such I a kiss I don't want to I know. One of us has to, has to keep face on this, aren't they? Um, hey, Mark, show us the colour of your tongue for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's alright, Marcus. Do you want to be replacing this podcast? <laughs> I wonder who by. Anyway. Uh, Chloe, you three every, every other week. Sure. <laughs> well, you know where to say that. How good are you explaining <laughs> films? Um, Not that great, to be honest. So I'd be good. perfect. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy a good dad joke every now and then? Because that's the key point. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh fuck! Okay. I am the dad friend of my group. <laughs> there you go, Marcus. Bye. Well, it, see you later, guys. Toodle <laughs> from the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll keep it, but it's uh, it's it's more as a as a one of us has to. So, <laughs> um, before we get into film two, should we do our uh, what we watched this week? Oh, I could tell you what I've watched if you want. There you go. Do it now, Marcus. What have you watched? Well, funny you should ask. Thank you, uh, Mark. I've watched Friday the Thirteenth, right. A Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, you psychic fuck. He is <laughs> no. right. This has taken up a lot of our time. To be honest, I had to well, just watch something quite simple. I've been watching The Simpsons on Disney Plus because I haven't seen The Simpsons in a long time. And the best thing is, well, it's one of the newer series. Although oh, it's not definitely. very new because George Bush is still president. So, you know, we're probably about 15 years ago still. Mm-hmm. But they're good. I've missed them. They're not as good as the, as the uh, earlier season. Later yeah, ones. but they just look so terrible now. Nah, I don't agree. But the first I two do. seasons, yes. First two no, seasons, even, yes. Even like, I would say the first five just look really bad now. But seasons four to five are the best. I like The Simpsons, but I'm not a massive diehard fan. So, you know. They still have quite funny jokes. And Ground Creek Keeper Willie said wanker yesterday. And I was like, I can't say that, can they? <laughs> well, it's not a swear word in America. They say all sorts of really dark things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched one earlier, and uh, Marge was talking about to this uh, guy. What's the male version of a widow? Widower. A widow. A widower. He said he took flowers to her grave every day, and Marge goes, Aw, flowers every day. I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just very one. dark. I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been watching. I do love Simpsons. That's that's my uh, that's my obsession. I do love that show. <laughs> Chloe, as always on the podcast, it's been a while since we've done a podcast, so what have you been watching this week? And you've well, been watching, watching a lot because it's been BFI this week. Yeah, it's been BFI, it's been Grimfest, and I've also been doing a film a day with my sister like horror movies every day for Halloween. Um, so today I watched Dracula, the Keanu Reeves one. That was actually really mm-hmm. fun. It was like over two hours long and I bet I don't really do movies over 90 minutes anymore because I just can't. Um, but this one was like, it was kind of campy and like it had a lot of style and it was just really fun. It kind of breezed by and I thought it was really cool. So um yeah, and this morning I started my day um, by watching a London Film Festival one called Ultraviolence which is a documentary about police brutality and um, deaths in custody in the UK. And so that was a depressing, that's a really tough watch. Like, 
great, yeah, great western sounds fun. i was like sobbing <laughs> it was like 10 in the morning and i was just like no <laughs> um but it was really good and kind of a necessary film so that was good um i watched attack of the killer tomatoes yesterday now we're talking now yeah, we're talking <laughs> That would, I should have watched that today. That would have been a good like one to bring me back up after that. Um, it has like I think it's almost like a musical. Like we could probably categorize it as a musical. It has like three songs in there, and then it also has the theme tune, which is like the best. Um, I would really. It's very funny. Like it knows exactly what it's doing, and it's really great. Um, yeah, and I watched Triggered uh, for Grimfest. This was also on at Fright Fest recently, um, and that was a really good one. Like it's just like a bunch of terrible people who um they get strapped like these vests strapped to them and they have like a certain amount of time um and they have to kill each other to get like to buy time back um and they're all just really battle royale yeah it's like battle royale and like they're all shit people and you're just like yeah i want to see i want to see some people die here um it was and it just had some of the best one-liners it was just really good so i enjoyed that one um and I watched rewatched The Lost Boys again because I that's one of my favorite movies. Um, it's just so fun. I I watched it first for the first time like last year. I think I've watched it about four times since, and it's still great every time. So yeah, that's what I've been watching. Wow, cool. how have you had any time to do anything yeah. else? <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Like, <laughs> I can watch about two films and then I'm asleep. Yeah, I've been I've been off this week, um, so I've just been like watching as much as i can and i've had a lot of headaches but yeah (laughs) i bet yeah (laughs) welcome to the world of a reviewer (laughs) yeah it's fun (laughs) this is is, is our life now (laughs) still what marcus says he just pretends he watches them (laughs) some of the descriptions are so shit clearly (laughs) yeah (laughs) now i i watched this you know i actually i actually had to buy a film yesterday as well the rest of them i could watch there through other means but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to buy Nightmare on Elm Street the man behind Tesco with the carrier bag <laughs> don't look in my bag he's just written in sharpie on what each disc is yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> anyway what were you saying <laughs> yeah. I had to buy Nightmare on Elm Street that was, yeah that was pretty much it <laughs> Could have rented it. Would to be fair, I, oh, I was... did go around cash converters and CEX to try and find these films, and oh my god, they just don't exist. Elm Street, um, like I've managed to get two lots of Elm Street for that on CEX. Oh really? I have two box sets. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can find the new one. I could find the new Nightmare on Elm Street, but that mm. was it. Stop. I got so annoyed by this because every single film was on Netflix, but it was all the re like make. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was well funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, they're all here. Oh, they're all the wrong ones. Did you watch any of them before you asked us? No. <laughs> Tell the one. truth. <laughs> no, I, I literally went to and I I had it ready to put on. I was like, okay. wait a second. I was like, there's a, there's a couple of different ones here. So I checked a view lot and then you like, yeah, they're all wrong. I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so it's a Sunday night. It's like eight o'clock. I got to watch all the films and they're all wrong. <laughs> Which is what happens when you leave it to the night before. <laughs> I've been busy-ish. I had a party, not a party, a family dinner. Which was basically yeah, socially distanced. Party. Yeah, how many people were there? There was five, thank you. Yeah, there was, there was seven. <laughs> there was five. My 
the other two couldn't come. <laughs> was, oh, because they were outside the back of Tesco buying illegal DVDs. <laughs> yeah, smoking pot, clearly. <gasps> Too far. Pot of lettuce. <laughs> lettuce will leave Ugh. this alone. Right, anyway. So... <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, I, that was terrible. <laughs> that was really bad. I... Did you plan that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He planned that years ago. And he's finally got to use it. I've been waiting to do this one joke since I started the podcast. Let's do it. Yeah. It's like that scene in The Emperor's New Groove, or whatever it's called, where (laughs) Crunk is basically like, oh, yeah, it's all come together. This is a dream. (laughs) (laughs) The Emperor's New Groove. That was like 25 years ago, wasn't it? (laughs) Fuck those. Is that the one with the alpaca in it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw that in the cinema. Well, I think the worst part is I think the cinema was actually in the old cinema in Colchester. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've never then. been in there as a as an old cinema. That's because you weren't alive. No, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. You haven't been there for a long time. Yeah. Oh, damn. I watched um Onward, the new Pixar one. That's on uh, the that, that was the last Ooh, film I saw before lockdown. <laughs> I bloody loved that film. It's really good. Takes a little while to get into it to start. It's more, it seems more like DreamWorks, but um, oh, movie got me right at the end. Got me right in the field with the bastards. Fuck I liked you, it because it, it kind of went in a different direction than I expected. Like the mm. plot, like the end, kind of wasn't what I imagined it was going to be. Um, and I kind of like that mm. about it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's sad. It's a sad ending. It's a sad. Mm. What's what is going on with Pixar at the moment? Because their last, I would say, their last sort of three or four films have sort of flown under the radar a little bit. The new one's getting a lot of hype. Mm. Is it? When Soul looks good, but I can't see it being a big hit for him. It's not going straight to the cinema, it's going straight to Disney Plus as well. That's so. probably, well, I don't like it, it does look it's really probably cool. the best thing for it at the moment. Mm. Like, you'll see all the MCU movies, we'll just go to, just go to, to Disney Plus as well. So. Yeah. But, um, no, it was really good. It had um, a lot of kind of good dinosaur vibes for me, animation-wise. But uh, it's kind of like it's just basically two fantasy world kids basically on a road trip to try and see their dad for the last time because his dad they have a spell to bring their dad back and it actually just brings back half of him so he's just a pair of legs so he's trying to get these pair of legs to this place to get this special gem that's gonna help them redo the spell and uh, to bring him back completely it's uh, it's very very funny but very very. Uh, Pulling your heartstrings. Yeah, so they watched that. Anyway, watched Married at First Sight started again. So started watching that. What the hell is uh... that? <laughs> right. It's a reality show. But two random people are matched together by matchmakers. But they don't get to meet each other until their wedding day. Does that not sound like the most horrific thing ever? <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible. So they're two, two strangers who meet together for the first time down the aisle then one has to decide whether they're going to get married or not then they basically have to go for the whole honeymoon live together for a little while and then at the end of the experience they decide whether to stay together or not let's just say in five seasons of this no one stayed together what a shock I am very surprised by that yeah <laughs> it's car crash TV at its best it's hilarious one episode in it's like oh oh, you don't like that person you're about to marry but are you going to say yes anyway just for the sake of it what are you going to do it's it's horrible TV, but it's so entertaining. That's the entertaining. Why do people go on these things? How much do you get paid? 
it's it's their own choice. That's the thing. It's not like they're being forced to. It's up to them to do it. Imagine being forced. Like, hey, you're getting married. It's the reactions from the family members. And this episode, it's the mother's just kind of like the face, and the dad's just sitting there going, oh, okay. And you can tell what his face is thinking, oh, she's going to fucking flip in a minute. Right. She's like, right, so why are you getting married? No, oh, you know, if, you know. I, I want to meet something. Yeah. And it's like, right. But you do know it's final, right? You know, it's supposed to mean something. Yeah, yeah, but we can get an annulment. Mm, so you get a okay. free honeymoon, I reckon. That's yeah, free honeymoon, and you get a free divorce as well. Oh yeah, see there you go, yeah. holiday, and then it's like it never happened. Well, you technically pay. have to give half your shit away though once you get the divorce. No, they have to live together in a fake house and you know live together as a couple for a couple of months. A fake and, house, yeah. Like Where are the honeymoons? Are these the like shitty centre park things, or do they actually have to go to like decent places? It depends. Some people go to UK, some people go abroad. Depends what channel for the UK. <laughs> I told you it's like a Centre Park forward. one. Nothing wrong with Centre Park's holiday. Yeah. I like Centre Park. Yeah, not for a honeymoon. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but yeah, that's been my watch. I haven't had any time. I've been editing and any shit. So. Film two. Yeah. Nineteen eighty came follow up kind of slasher craze. Friday the thirteenth. Now this, is, this was supposed to be just a standalone, and the way you, you probably see the film. It was going to be a standard until they threw a fucking end bit, which is a pain in the fucking ass. But apart from that one scene, it's, you know, it was supposed to be a standalone. Not really, nothing to do with Jason, nothing to do with, you know, franchises going to follow. So, the basic plot line of this one a group of counselors uh, trying to open up a new uh, summer camp, but there's a bit of a history behind this summer camp. So, um, you see in the intro, intro of the movie, two load of counselors get killed. And then the camp gets closed down. Don't don't get to do it. Um, throughout the opening of this camp, we get to meet all of the you know, the teenage death victims of this one, uh, and a very young Kevin Bacon, which is always yeah. good to see. The man behind EE. Um, basically, the film is just them getting picked off one by one. We get to kind of learn about their relationships with each other, but one by one, they're getting hunted down by an unknown assailant. Who you probably think is going to be a man, but it's not. It's actually a woman called Pamela Voorhees, whose son drowned um, several years back because he wasn't being watched by some counselors who are, you know, doing the old business, days of having the old sex and stuff in it. Um, she's got a bit mental, so she starts kind of talking to herself, thinking that she's him and her, very, um, very psycho esque, especially you know when um, she goes all Gollum. Yeah, oh. Gollum, but she goes kind of Norman Bates of you know, Norman Bates thought he was his mother. She thinks that he, she's she's his son. She's a son. Um, so she's been killing off everybody, trying to stop the camp from opening. Uh, she gets a head cut off, and then Jason jumps out of the river and pulls this woman under under the water, where it should have ended, but no, she's in the hospital and thinks, but Jason's still down there. He's still there. Then we get a close and shot of water. There you go. Who are going to start with this time? Start with Marcus this time. Marcus, your thoughts on this one? I really like this film. It's actually probably one of my favourites. Cool. Uh, yeah, the, the film itself, like the entire way through, they made sure that all the scenes were dark enough to the point where you could still see what was going on, but you don't, you didn't quite see everything, and it left a lot of mystery to it. 
So where the killer was constantly coming in and about, you can you could never quite tell when they were going to appear, and they kept throwing in scenes where you thought, oh, this would be perfect for the killer to come out right now, and then they didn't, and they done it again, and it and then the killer just didn't come out, and then eventually, boom, the killer's there. It's like, oh my god, it's amazing, and yeah, the the whole relationship between all the counselors was just so laid back, and they were all clearly friends of each other. It was so chilled. They they really got comfortable really quickly which completely made them go off guard and it made sense as to why they were feeling off guard rather than just oh you know why would they be scared of a killer in the dark woods and all that stuff mm. uh, but yeah no that the whole thing was it was just really well timed they didn't overdo anything i don't think and the ending scene with jason where he just pulled her under if you hadn't heard anything about this film when you was watching it for the first time you would think it's just a typical slasher film. This woman's gone crazy. And then right at the end, for some weird reason, Jason comes out again. And you instantly know it's Jason. And you can see that the kid isn't quite a kid anymore. He's slightly grown. He's like a teenager size now. Mm. And on top of that, you think, wait, so is there more paranormal stuff to this film? And then that leaves it open for the sequel a lot better than not including it. I don't know, that one scene was really powerful, I thought. I bet he's got well pruny hands. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, be pruny face. <laughs> Swollen toes as well. Niall, your thoughts on this one? Um, it's the second time I've seen this film. Mm. And the first time I saw it, it quite freaked me out because I was a kid. Mm. But I, yeah, watching it again, I remember it being a lot like creepier and a lot darker mm. than it actually was. I think you do lose something with this film the second time you watch it. Like the first time you watch it, it, it it does the thing that, say, Game of Thrones likes to do, where you don't have a main character. Mm. So everybody's game for being murdered. Mm. And that's quite effective, because you don't get that in a lot of horror films. Cause, horror films like to have a plain main character. Because it kind of opens with um, the really che- cheery, kind of bouncy... Camp yeah. counselor, he thinks going to be the final girl. Yeah, ends up being Alice. She's nowhere near the final girl. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it's not even very clear. I, I would say till she's literally the last one left, it's not clear that she's a main character at all. Mm. Um, so that's quite good. I like to see that. Um, I didn't really like much else about it, to be honest. Okay. Just seemed a bit of a frazzled mess. Like I know Marcus said he liked all the counselors and stuff, but oh man, they were annoying. All the characters in this film are quite annoying. They're American. Like you, you don't go, oh, it's a shame she's dead, or it's a shame Kevin Bacon because he was really good. That Kevin Bacon, no, he wasn't that good. Yeah, just there's not enough to like about the film. It's just a bit lacking in character, I find, which is probably why all the other films have a like strong villain character because mm. this was kind of missing that i know they went for the whole mystery aspect of it but didn't really work in my eyes yeah. so yeah that's what that's my thoughts uh, chloe your thoughts this was the second time i've seen it um i watched it for the first time quite a few years ago now i think like probably when i was sort of first getting into horror and stuff and the first time i really wasn't i was not bothered about it at all like i really didn't get it or like why people liked it that much Although I will say, like, the first time, obviously, that jump scare at the end was, like, really effective and not knowing the sort of plot twist um, where it's Pamela, who's actually the the killer, um, when, you know, Jason is the one who's become so iconic. I thought that was a really cool thing. But the second time, I, I preferred it a lot more. Um, 
I don't know why, but yeah, like I, I do find the councillors kind of um like Mark said, quite laid back and quite chilled out and I do like that you can't really tell who the main character is. You don't like everyone's kind of up for getting killed, like it could be anyone. Um and yeah, I like that they sort of I, I like the opening where you get the chef lady who's like going there and then you, you kind of I like the first time I saw her that I expected her to be the one to survive and I kinda of like that they're like, no, that's not how this is going. So yeah, um I'd I'd say I preferred it a lot more this time. Um and I really like the sort of score, even though it's like some of it's like really psycho, like clearly. Mm-hmm. But um even the sort of the other bits of it are really cool and um I remember I've seen the second one as well and I think when I watched that before I preferred that so I'd be interested to watch that one again and see how I feel about it this time um but yeah I definitely enjoyed this one okay cool cool I've seen this several times it's one of those ones where I've kind of watched it younger watched it teenage and then watched it now and was the franchise I hated the most out of these three older and think after seeing a bit more of the kind of the Italian giallo um, stuff and kind of respecting horror more, I really loved the series. And I think it was when I watched the Crystal Lake documentary and it went through all of the films, behind the scenes bits and a bit more detail. I got this sudden fascination for this series and I absolutely loved this one. Spoiler for you, it's my favourite one out of three. I think that the characters are really cool. Unlike Halloween where they're really bitchy towards each other, even kind of in a friendly way, this one, it, like, like Mark said and, and like I said, it's they're, they're so laid back and so friendly with each other there's no kind of backbiting you do care when they die in my opinion um love the intro i love the fact that um you know he starts off with the killing of the counselors it gives a bit more story kind of thing gives it the same camp blood um i like the preppy cook who this this film has a lot of psycho in it because with psycho we know the first half of psycho is supposed to be janet lee's character and then she dies halfway through in the shower scene. And that was a big shock that it killed her off and she wasn't actually the main character. The, like, like Chloe said, the score is very psycho. Um, Mrs. Uh, Pamela Voorhees kind of talking as, as a, Jason in her own mind is like Norman Bates and his mother. So you've got a lot of kind of inspiration here from, from Psycho. I really liked it. It is very Italian giallo. It's, it is very... Um, I like Kevin Bacon in this one. I'm sorry. I like the deaths. The deaths are the best one, best in the three of them, technically, if you call more practical deaths. I know the deaths in Elm Street are a bit more elaborate, but unlike Halloween, these are pretty brutal. It's only about two years out between the two. Like the arrow through the throat with Kevin Bacon, such a great death. Um, no, I really like this one. And you also get very 80s sexy Steve and his lumberjack. <laughs> God, I love sexy Steve. This porn stash. <laughs> it is like a dodgy, it's like a dodgy porn. <laughs> I've sent you the picture, you know. <laughs> oh, it's a site we're all used to. Well, <laughs> there's a Steve site. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. love, love me a bit. As, as you lot know, as you lot know that Chris Evans, Captain America, is called Steve. So. There you go. Perfect for you, you Marcus. But he's nowhere near as sexy as yeah, sexy just... Craig. So. I did nearly consider starting a drinking game for this because I noticed that, like, so many of the men in this were shirtless, and I was like, I'm just going to take a shot every time I see a shirtless man. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're all quite rapey as well, though. Yeah, that guy for sure was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that it bit where he like touches time. Alice's face or something, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's obviously dating no. the other guy, but she's 
obviously mm. been having sexy time with Steve. Like, do I really look like yeah. this? You did last night, Steve. Dirty bastard. Yeah. Oh, so I think she's she's been having a bit bit of you know bit of Steve loving with his lumberjack. <laughs> That's how she gets paid, isn't it? But again, he, he he is no <laughs> Steve's. Yeah. But again, he is no sexy Greg. You know, look at his fucking abs. Anyway, right. <laughs> Any bits that you guys really hated or really loved? There was one bit which I'm, I, so I was so shocked by it. I, well, not shocked. I, yeah, I was shocked of myself for thinking it. Yeah, the scene where you see the first couple uh, start to, you know, get jiggy together, and of course it's the first kill uh, from the lady. She walks up the stairs, and it plays the the music of like you know it goes ch ch ch. That, that sort of weird vibey thing. I thought it was the noises of them moaning. <laughs> I thought he kept going as he was like, you know, doing it. And she was going, ah, ah, as moaning. Have I been doing sex noises wrong? <laughs> what, I was literally sitting there, I was thinking, that's a weird way to have sex. And then afterwards, they got killed and it carried on. I was like, what? And I was like, oh shit, it's not them. <laughs> so yeah, that was. Um... There's a lot of debate over that. That bit, because some people think it says kill mum or something. It's cute. It like is kill mum. Jason telling yeah. her to kill people. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. There's a lot of debate over what it's actually saying, though, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I thought it was mum. It's supposed to be kill mummy. Yeah. Like, say, so, you know, kill kill him, mummy. That's what she keeps saying it, doesn't she, at the end. When she kind of pretends mm. to talk to Jason. Oh, that's quite cool. If that was slightly more coherent, like, <laughs> that'd be really good. Stick some subtitles on. <gasps> Maybe it does say on the subtitles. I don't think it does because I, I did watch it with subtitles on. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Oh, the axe scene was pretty good as well, where that got left in the bed as like a, a clue. That's pretty cool. I like that. Why she left it there in the first place, I don't know. But still. Well, she I have a question it, for everyone. Mm. Other than the obvious plot point to set it up at the end, why did she get in the boat after she killed the old lady? It's a bit of a weird decision. She had no way of getting out, did she? Well, she's dead. Because you would get on the boat before you killed the old lady, right? To get in the middle of the lake away from the old lady. Not murder the old lady and then get in the boat. She also had her hand in the water the entire time, which even if Jason wasn't in there, some sort of fish or bugger's going to bite the shit out of him. <laughs> a water bugger. Water you got to watch your fingers on their water buggers. <laughs> yeah. Get those mozzies out. Start fucking draining those fingertips. Someone's been watching those most dangerous fish programs again. <laughs> there you go. There you get old crocorunos in there. Just going. Oh, watch out for the buggers. A little bit of Steve back, sure. <laughs> yeah, plot twist. It was actually Crocodile Dundee who was uh, under the water trying to look for crocs. I knew I was watching the wrong movie. I didn't recognise him without my hat. <laughs> no, I think this is actually hmm. one of the better older films we've seen. Definitely. No. Yeah. Obviously, not for now. But... Well, you'll, you'll find out in a minute. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, this answers the question then. So, uh, Chloe, keep it up in it. I'll keep it. Cool. Uh, Marcus? Well, I'll keep this one. I really enjoyed it. Cool. No? Right, okay. First of all, <laughs> first time I watched this, I did find it creepy as shit. Mm -hmm. I might be ruining it for myself the second time because maybe I'm scrutinising it a little bit more than I probably should be. Yeah, but to review it, it, it you have to in a way. But... Out of these three films that we've done, this is the most coherent and it actually knows what it's doing. Mm. So for that reason, I am going to keep it. Cool. Totally agree. But yeah, I do remember it being a lot more creepier. So I'm just going to stick with those thoughts. Cool. And I'm going to do this as an unbinable. Oh, mm. Wow, really? Mm. 
I really enjoy this one. I think it's such a great way of setting up a, a franchise that we know is going to be a franchise now. Um, it goes to space. It does. And that's a great movie. I love the one in space. Not as good as Leprechaun in space. I'm going to watch that this month. I'm quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually seen that space one. What, X? Yeah. That's the one with the um, sleeping bag killer. Yes. But then that's also, that's, that's also killing one of the earlier ones as well. Yeah, was, apparently. I don't remember it, but apparently that is a definite one. Uh, no, I really enjoy this one. I think it's um, one of my favourite ones out of these three. Um, and you're going to find this out when we talk about Elm Street next. So, uh, cool. It's keeps all around, which is very good. Uh, straight to film three, or is there anything else we want to throw in here? Can we uh, throw in a loo break before we do this? Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah, Michael. Actually, what? No, what, no loo breaks. While Marcus is doing that, should we do our live? Uh, a live advertisement for our amazing sponsor, Abominable Books. Let's talk about them. So while uh, Marcus is on a loo break, let's uh, chat about our sponsor, Abominable Books. Um, got my first book box this week. It's amazing. And I know Chloe's also got one. So, um, yeah. I do. What did you think of the, of the box this time, Chloe? What did you think of the, your first box? I liked it. Yeah, um, I, I think I got, a, I got a smaller box than you, so I just got, like, the second-hand book, the new book and the magazine mm-hmm. thing and a bookmark because god knows i don't have enough bookmarks i have i read about 10 <laughs> books at once so i need i always need more bookmarks mm. <laughs> so i've got like a three-month subscription um i got a really cool stephen king book i'm really excited to read um and i was really pleasantly surprised by the junji Ito book because um i do want to get into his work so yeah i'm really pleased cool. with it what stephen king book did you get oh um is it? It's called the girl who loved something uh, or other. Oh, Tom, Tom Gordon. Tom. Yes, yeah. I hadn't heard of it before, so I'm quite That's excited to read that. Tom someone. I've not read the that. Girl one. who loved Tom Gordon. It's very apparently a really good one. Uh, one of his one of his better ones. Hmm. Uh-uh. So in my box, I got the um, the full box. So I got the the book. Was it Venus? I've forgotten Venus in a blind spot. Is that what it's called? Which is a kind of Japanese manga, um, Japanese anime, um, comicy kind of read which is an interesting one that looked really cool. it is really good fucking graphic though yeah. very very graphic yeah like first first page in is two bodies sewn together which is amazing <laughs> um <laughs> oh. i read it at the moment it's, it's, Starts me yeah, to go on. it's an amazing amazing book i've been reading it on the way to work and uh i'm really enjoying it um got a copy of black static which is a book it's a magazine we've been talking about quite a lot on bloody good reads um, a lot of authors start out in that magazine. It's it's a great way of getting new authors as well. Uh, I got two coffees, a bookmark, some tea, a cool badge with a Japanese theme, and <laughs> I don't know if I did it on purpose, but or it's just really ironic. But our book we got first is a a Clive Barker book. <laughs> well, let's cool. hope he doesn't write like he makes films. <laughs> That's all I can I say. I think it's Cable, so that'll be the book based on Night Breeders or Night Breeds. So, man. sounds like Night Fever. There you go, he's back. Hi, Marcus. So, uh, yeah, we probably haven't <laughs> sold it very well, <laughs> but it's such an amazing selection of, of books and, and uh, bits and pieces you get inside the box. So, uh, you can still get 10% off your first box with Bloody Good Reads. Um, so, you just type in the code Bloody Good Reads at the checkout. Get ten percent off of the box. It's definitely worth going for. Head over to abominablebookclub.createjoy.com. Um, go for either tier you want. You can have a go for the tier that Chloe went for, which is the, just the books, or my tier, which has the drinks and the extras and 
um, all the little bits and pieces in there as well. Um, and yeah, it's a little it's a little taste of a haunted bookshop straight at your door for a very little price. And uh, yeah, give them a go. Give them a shout out. Yeah, and if you uh, want to see a picture of the really cool box, you can go to Mark's Twitter where he kindly put up a picture. Yeah, you can see it on Twitter and on our Instagram page as well. So, <laughs> um, it's cool. I'm actually quite looking forward to mine. Yeah, because now you're getting the next one. So, I am yes. very excited. Mm-hmm. I really hope they put all Hellraisers in his box. Just all of them. Well, this is a little known fact about me, but I've never really liked horror films that much before doing this podcast, but I have always been a fan of horror books. I'm a massive Stephen King fan, and I have let that sort of drift away lately. Mm. I've been reading a lot of other stuff. Um, But yeah, I would quite like to get back into that. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, this might be the first steps into doing that. I'm very jealous because I want to know what's getting in the next box. <laughs> might have to pay out for my Don't own. worry. I will post a picture. There you go. And we'll be spreading it around the team as much as we can. Yeah, hopefully not Clive. <sighs> Just saying. <laughs> or he might be the best author ever. Could be. I mean, he's got to be good at something. I doubt it, but, you know. <laughs> right. He's good we, at making you hate him. Should we get into the next film? <laughs> this podcast is going very long. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a, it's a Halloween special. There you go. Right. So, film number three. Who wants to do the plot synopsis of this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck it. Oh, well. Go on now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man who was a kiddie murderer. <laughs> he was more than that. He got murdered himself and then somehow became a dream-infesting alien monster who can cut off limbs and do dream shit. He then haunts the children of the people who murdered him and tries to kill them. But will he succeed? There you go. Done. That's pretty much it. Do you know what? I think you somehow managed to... It almost sounds like you were trying to be worse than me, but you somehow <laughs> managed to make it make sense. Anyway, <laughs> do it. And this is... And it's got a young Johnny oh, Depp in it. Yeah. There you go. Easy peasy, mate. This is you out of the free on the higher rated on um no it's not it's almost equal rating wise on internet movie database <laughs> <in Halloween. laughs> I th- you were looking at the reviews was, for hellraiser weren't you 10, 10 out of 10 or hellraiser 2 that's pretty much that's, 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 that'll do <laughs> cool so uh, Niall haven't started review yet what are your thoughts on this one do you want to hear something really weird go on then I actually quite like this film. I've never seen it before, and it's wacky, and it's stupid, and all the actors, a lot of them, are not very good, including the main actress. She is not very good. Um, However, right, the special effects, some of them, are done really well. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the pulling off of his face or him cutting his fingers off. The arm stretching out was stupid. <laughs> yeah. That made that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> why? That's so great. Um, but a lot of them were just really good and like really quite original. And like you can tell they kind of had fun with this film. Mm. Like you can tell the actors are trying to take it really seriously, or the writers are trying to take it really seriously, and then Whoever was in charge of, um, like the special effects and stuff, just went. I'm going to make this as silly as shit. 
and they did and I respect uh, that person <laughs> yeah i kind of really liked it for that um i really didn't think i was going to but i really liked it now having said <laughs> oh, that <God>. here we go <laughs> This has the worst fucking ending of any film I've ever seen, maybe in my entire life. The reason for that as well. I'll explain it to you. You haven't seen The Turning. <laughs> in The Turning, do they get into a horror version of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang <laughs> and fucking drive down the road I, while a I dummy wish. gets pulled out a window? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it was terrible. I was like, what the fuck was that? And I was always confused me. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. They they obviously run out of money or they run out of time and they were doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> they were all high from their fucking uh, the stage. Like, that's <laughs> it, just do it. From, what, from yeah. what I read, it was a massive fuck you to the studio because Wes Craven didn't want to do a sequel. He absolutely hated the idea right. of a sequel and he made him do a second one. That He went, fine, fuck it. There you go. <laughs> make you a really shit ending. Um he really didn't want to do it. Well, he one. fucking succeeded. And he hates the series as it is. I think he's written a few of the other ones, but he wasn't a fan of the other films. Until he did New Nightmare. But the New Nightmare was basically him testing the waters for Scream. Because it's very meta, right. very kind of... Uh, yeah, basically it's the actors in this movie. But if if Freddy came into the real world... Yeah. yeah. It was very meta. It kind of screen. is filmed exactly the same as Screen, pretty much, isn't it? Mm. A lot of walking through, like climbing through windows seems to be a Wes Craven thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how I felt about this film. It's a bit of a mixed bag of worms. Is this shit or is it really good? Okay. Chloe, Chloe, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, I'd say this is my favourite of the three. Okay. I know you're not a fan, but. Um, I has a franchise. I think I've watched maybe five of them. Um, I'd say the third one's my favorite, but the first one is still pretty fun. And I'm actually surprised that Noel liked it because I thought it's so silly <laughs> that mm. I'm. I think he's gonna hate it, <laughs> but I'm glad he liked it. Um, yeah, I just I think it's the one with the most memorable deaths, and it's just like you said, some of the practical effects are so great, mm. and even the ones that aren't great like they stick in my mind like and they're just it's kind of funny so i at least can enjoy that about it um but yeah i I think it's it's pretty good like even though the actors aren't always great um i think freddy krueger is a great villain although watching it back it didn't feel like he was in it that much or as much as i remembered him being in it Mm -hmm. um but obviously i think in the sequels he kind of comes out more as his like iconic um, film, but he's mm. just so kind of gross sometimes, and like yeah. I really love that about his performance. Because I think after yeah. from from three onwards, they go kind of hell forever with with his character because he it, it, basically got Jason's becoming a big big character and Chucky's become a big character that they have to make their own big character. And it's what five films over five years. Every year there was a new mm. Elm Street movie. Um. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah, no wonder he didn't want to do a bloody sequel. It was like, oh no, I've started something. But Robert England oh, no. was really, really behind it. I mean, he actually um, yeah. gave some plot ideas for sequels, which sounded bloody, really, bloody, bloody good. Like he wanted to do a um, like a prequel movie to like how he hmm. became Freddy, which was quite, quite cool. So it would just be him murdering kids. Yeah, pretty much. It's basically like the court case about what happened and how they 
you know, killed him in the first place. Which would have been quite yeah, That's what I like about him, though. It's like he seems up for pretty much anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, he kind of goes for it. And I mean, I remember seeing him on an episode of Come Down With Me once. So he will literally what? do anything. Yeah. yeah, I remember this yeah, distinctly. <laughs> wow. It was awesome. <laughs> I bet that was. Yeah. So he, he'll kind of, he's kind of very like dedicated to what he does. And I, I really like him. I right, met, Mark, get him on. I, I met, want to talk I to him. Met him. We need to have a beer. Briefly at Fright Fest. He's a really nice guy. What's he like? He's a really nice guy. Oh my god! Um, but we don't have any kind of budget, and he will want payment to go on here, so <laughs> never get anyone here. Uh, we'll give him a Marcus. <laughs> Why does this feel like that scene in Marcus? Is that one bit that we got to kind of get Chris Evans on? <laughs> You can have him, yeah, Chris. If anything, that will be why we have a restraining order. This feels like that scene in uh, Tenacious <laughs> D, Pick a Destiny, where uh, uh, Jables offers Cage up to the devil, and he's like, wait, what? And that's how I feel right <laughs> yeah. now, just like, wait, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> to be your little bitch. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, who are you offering me to? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever will take you. Whoever can get guest in on the next yeah. program. I'll take you, Marcus. Um, <laughs> so, hmm. I don't hate this film. I've seen it too many times and it bores me a bit, but I don't hate the film. Um, The acting's awful, but not as bad as Halloween. <laughs> I hate the character of Nancy. She's the worst thing of this, of this franchise and I just don't like her. Um, but Johnny Depp was good and he has a really good death. The death scenes in this are the best one. Are, 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 Awesome. Yeah. The the bed death scene is just fucking over the top, but it's so cool because it is. You can, you can... <laughs> when the coroners walk in and they're like, <laughs> "You won't." Need I don't that. even know where to start. <laughs> so yeah, you, you won't need that stretch. You need you need some carrier bags, mate. <laughs> just oh yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you know, he's like, actually, this is a really funny film. It is very tongue in cheek, but it is very Wes Craven. I've got I've got my funniest line in it when she (laughs) the young girl made me feel so old she's like looking in the mirror and she goes oh my god I look 20 years old (laughs) (laughs) so fuck you (laughs) but they all kind of like the parents and the child um, kind of dynamic in this it's the parents are just equally as shit as the child (laughs) like acting wise Oh, oh, the mum is the worst actor maybe ever in anything. She's delusional. She is, she's terrible. Like Tina's mum's even worse. <laughs> crack, oh no, it's really. Mother. It's so <laughs> difficult to watch that bit. Mm. But um, I think the characters are alright. They're very eighties slasher characters, so mm. they're not going to be great. Um. It's very similar to Screams. The acting in Scream isn't great. And I'm going to get shouted at for that probably, but it's not great acting in that movie. Neve Campbell story, wasn't I very good. I think it's okay. We've definitely seen worse. I oh, yeah. Mm. It's weird. I didn't it's, it's think no... when we started this podcast I'd be standing up for Scream. It was the first film, happened it's to the me. First film we did. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I... Some are bad. I don't mind it. I like Wes Craven's work. It's his kind of first one, his first big movie. Shocker didn't do great. Uh, Hills of Eyes is okay, but it's not, you know, the remakes yeah. are better. 
Um, yeah, and, and we don't talk about Last House on the Left not until we do our extreme season. Yeah, are they doing a sequel of that? No, they did a remake yeah. of that. But it's a great. No, I heard somewhere they're doing a second one of that. What? I feel like there's yeah, I feel like there's some news about that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but oh, it's don't something, make a sequel. I didn't like it when I watched it. No, they are. Don't worry, guys. I'm the cutting edge of horror news. Uh, so <laughs> if you want to know anything, yeah, just ask me. <laughs> you do a horror podcast. I bet you didn't learn something. Oh, they can't do a sequel to Last House on the Left. No. Yeah, it's definitely Ooh. happening. He's dead. Leave it. Leave his work alone. I think he's in it as well. What with Graven? No, the the guy who died at the end. Actually, I can't, I can't remember. What, I haven't um, that film. What Krug? The the main the main killer in um, um, Last House on the Left. Yeah. No, the guy's dead. Yeah. He's in the picture. The actor's dead. I know this because I have him on my. Oh, the actor's page. dead. Yeah. Shoot that. Oh, how have they done that then? I know that because I, I, I used to <laughs> speak to the guy and he died. He did. <laughs> You sure he did, didn't want to not talk to you anymore? So he just <laughs> That's probably is part of that, but no, he's definitely he died years ago. Ah. Mm, that'd be interesting. I hope we don't do a sequel. Not to go to the sequel, it's going to be a sequel to the uh, remake. Uh, it ended well. Anyway, Marcus, your thoughts on this? Uh, it, it's actually a, it's actually a pretty, pretty, pretty fucking good film. I love how they threw a Home Alone kind of vibe into it as well. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that so bit. stupid. With the sledgehammer. Yeah, it, like, it just didn't match her character at all. It's like all of a sudden she's had seven days of no sleep and rather than show literal scientific evidence of her being awake for seven days, i.e. she's hallucinating, she's drowsy, she's constantly falling over, none of that, you know, that don't take place. She just looks a little bit tired. She goes all home alone kind of shit. Create knows how to just harvest gunpowder from bullets and create a, a fucking bomb. <laughs> Not like oh, bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Has she read the book on the bridge? Oh, that's fair enough, then, isn't it? That's more story than Halloween had <laughs> put into that one scene. Oh, well, yeah, it's fair point. But yeah, so that happened. Like, I, I like how they brought Freddy back into the real world and how the the father was a bit like what the fuck's going on? Although I hated how he didn't really say anything. He was a bit like a, I'm just going to, I just got to process this for a bit. Uh, yeah. I've just seen my wife turn into a skeleton and then be lowered into my bed, I, but they weren't happy to go. I'm not that worried. They, they clearly weren't happy anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think they were fine. Still, just leaving it as that. Freddie's death. Well, not death. His potential death was awful. Like they went through so much effort to do special effects in this film and it looks really good. Like the the scene with the wall where he stretches through it like rubber and oh, then yeah. and they make it look Love like it. it's not rubber by I know they go off camera for a second, uh but it's enough time for you to think, wait, is that the same wall? And then she puts something on it and taps it as if it's rock solid. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh sticks across to it. Yeah. So it's just like a, a highlight, yeah, this is an actual wall things like that are great so yeah. why the fuck they literally do like a on paint outline and put like space background on his body <laughs> as he disappeared it was so shit they did that in hellraiser as well <laughs> they did so they actually did. that was the limit of their special effects oh, other than that though the film was brilliant they it's almost like they threw enough comedy onto the horror aspects to to make it still like a horror film but you you can still have a bit of a giggle with it uh and freddie with his um his very, uh, what do you call them? Long fingers. What did we call the fingers in Grand Piano? Crafty, crafty fingers. Thank you. <laughs> His crafty fingers. He had a very crafty fingers with a bit of a, mm, a sharp definitely. point to them. 
and can I just say I love Freddy's character. Like the the actor they picture him works perfectly. It, it it might just be me being weird, but he was quite uh, slim in character, and like his face was quite uh, large, and his like neck into his body was quite thin, and it just made him look almost like a farmery kind of figure. Yeah, he did look a bit like yeah, a farmer. and it just made his like character a, even more creepy, like a manic farmer, a maniac, farmer. <gasps> and like a what was his ma- like a crafty hand farmer, crafty fingered Rex <laughs> g- gen- generate no not maniac blasphemous <laughs> yeah. Rex that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> classic. Oh, what a classic. Honestly, I wish the death scenes were much more like uh, Blasphemous Rex's ones because we all love it when you slice someone's throat and then a second delay and then a little ketchup bottle squeezes out. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good film. <laughs> Johnny Depp was a shit actor, though, Mark. Sorry. He didn't do much. He kept falling no, asleep all the time. He was tired <laughs> of your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I took that too far. For fuck's sake! So, any um... piss out, Captain Jack? To be honest, we've covered pretty much Sorry, everything on that one. So, should we ask the question? Yeah. yeah. Chloe, keep it up in it. I'll keep it. Marcus, keep it up in it. I paid for it, so I kind of have to keep it. <laughs> yeah, keep it. <laughs> Why don't you just rent it? It's cheaper. <laughs> it was literally 50 pence more because Prime had a deal and I was like, eh, 50 pence and I can just own it forever. Why not? Yeah, so it is. And now, keep it up in it. Right, let me just quickly walk you through my <laughs> brain process between picking what I was going to do with this. He's so looking up some facts online. No, it started <laughs> off thinking, oh, maybe oh, I reckon this is going to be terrible to me going, oh, this is fucking brilliant. This is definitely a keep. And then her pulling out a hidden coffee machine from under her bed and me going, this is a fucking unbinnable. <laughs> no one's ever done that apart from me. And then the ending happened. And then I was like, oh, that was bad. It doesn't make any sense. They've commissioned a car for this. Why not just use that money to film something decent? So it went from an unbinnable to just a plain old keep so it's a keep it is good though (laughs) i I, for for what it was i really enjoyed it and to be honest i think it's one of the funniest actual uh sort of good humor funny film we've watched on the podcast uh the whole time I, i think this is the funniest one Cool. so yeah that's the reason that i am keeping it cool yeah, I'll keep it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Did it not affect you mentally when she pulled that coffee machine out from under her bed? No. And it no, was still hot. But I, <laughs> but I I take it to heart the the scene at the end where she gets pulled through the window as a fucking dummy. Uh, I know, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh dear God. That was almost as bad as her acting. But not it was al- almost, almost as bad as Tina in the fucking uh, shower curtain. Have you lot uh, realised that oh, this yeah. is one of the few horror films where as soon as the the like, the like villain is there, the, ca- the main character actually instantly grabs a weapon and whacks them with it rather than just like, yeah. ew, ew, I've got to run. They all sort of fight back because they've all had the dream, so they must have all 
like fought him at some time. Yeah, true. Mm. Cool. Oh, I have one more thing to say about this film. Got him. Yeah, got him. Um, you know <laughs> Nancy's mom. Mm. Yeah. Does she remind? She reminds me of that woman from that kids' TV show. You know the one with the airplane and the dog. <gasps> yes. Oh, the fat woman. What was oh, its come name? outside. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that. So every time I watch this movie, I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> oh god, that's weird. I was uh, thinking about that the other day. That's such a weird premise for a TV show. It's a fat woman who has a dog, <laughs> but she also has a plane, and then they just fly it's, places. It's a great premise. <laughs> and then, if I remember rightly, doesn't she get home and then just crack open a bottle of wine? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Probably. I'm sure that's what happens. A lot of memories right here. Look, trust me, but that's, then not, again, that's I... not the most bizarre TV show that the kids', kids TV's ever produced. Yeah. Roger and Badger. Rum once of... went down a flume. He did. Do you remember that one? That was I good. I love Rum. Roger and Badger <laughs> is about a badger. He likes mashed potato. And lives with a man. Bernard's watch, yeah. right, once stopped time and had to drink milk out of a straw because milk is frozen in time. <laughs> that makes sense. That, my friends, is physics. <laughs> Why do you think the world's trying to stop us using straws? Because they realise how powerful they are. Yeah, exactly. Are you about to mention Rosie and Jim? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's about two ragdolls oh. who live in the boat of a weird man. There you go. And then they they are. Were they brother and sister or were they lovers? Both lovers, aren't they? They were French. Wait, does that work? <laughs> oh, that's, that's um, TV, isn't it? Yeah. Saka magique. Saka magique. That was so <laughs> weird. Well, that's brought back some memories. Thanks, guys. Let's not talk about sleeping dogs Let's not talk about Mr. Tumble. Oh, yeah, but he came from a different time. I've never actually seen Mr. Tumble. <laughs> Good. There you go. Jesus Christ, you don't want to. I wonder what Neil Buchanan's doing right at this moment. So he follows me on Twitter. No, he doesn't. He does. Does he really? He does. <laughs> oh my God. That's your famous. You are famous. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Do you realise in the nineties you could walk into a field somewhere and there would be new Neil Buchanan <laughs> putting jumpers down to make an aerial photo, <laughs> like an aerial it bit of artwork. It wasn't even for the show; just mental. Everyone's met him. <laughs> yeah, you just don't get that. Chloe, did you just say you've met Neil Buchanan? No, my mum did. Um, <gasps> she used to work in a bank, and one day he came in. <laughs> did he try and rob the place? Because I heard he used to do no. that. <laughs> no, but I've heard he is in a metal band, so. <laughs> he is brilliant. Yes, Marcus. <laughs> find get that. him on. <laughs> Message him on Twitter tonight and get him on the podcast. I want to ask him. I wonder if he's still in contact with the big talking head. <laughs> Hello, it's me, the head. Oh, oh my god, that's a brilliant impression. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Marcus, the actual voice, uh, voice actor. That's how he knows him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was all set to go. Oh, wow. Finders Keepers. I never knew you knew B- Neil Buchanan. I don't know him. He just That's randomly funny. followed me on Twitter once. <laughs> it misclicked it accidentally. It was meant to click block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> What's all this snake bite shit I keep seeing? <laughs> no, the dream is to get wow. Greg Wallace on here, mate. That's what it is. I think we need to get I'll send, the... I sent you all a picture, actual... by the way. 
Uh, we should, yeah. Oh, we need to get the actor of oh, Art the Clown. Oh my god, what, who is this sexy man you've just sent to us? That's Greg Wallace. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is Greg Wallace. It looks like Harry he Hill. Oh, he's It's sexy Greg. What the fuck is that tattoo? That's one of the worst tattoos I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he's got abs, it? Look at them abs. A blurry lion? It does look like a blurry lion. <laughs> is that not what it is? Do you remember, he was fat once, so it did make sense. No, it's also that way. It wasn't blurry oh, before. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Fat is that line. with all the skin? Do you reckon he's got it like tied up at the back? It's <laughs> like that Simpsons episode when Homer gets his, uh, <laughs> yeah. gets all the fat training out of him. So they basically <laughs> yeah. giant clip it onto his back. <laughs> wow. Well, that took a weird turn, didn't it? <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> right. So, should we close this podcast down? <laughs> I think it's time, yeah. <laughs> thank you to our guest this week, being Chloe. Um, thank you for coming on. We are starting franchise players again next week, I believe. Um, what franchise are you doing? Chloe, what are we doing this time? We're still in Child's Play. So it'll be uh, Bride of Chucky? Bride of Chucky, I think. Ah, yeah. I think, I think we're joined by Russ in this one. It's a bad film. Bad, bad. Anyway, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, a bit, bit of mix. You don't up. even like Halloween. What are you talking about, Mark? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we start restarting um, franchise players. I'll begin recording next week, so it might be out before this episode is released. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, but yes, thank you so much for joining. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at ChloeDav196. Um, I have groovy movie reviews. I'm currently covering some London Film Festival stuff on there and I've got a bunch of stuff to do for reviews though. Um, and I'm also on Letterboxd at DavisChloe7 as well. Awesome. Awesome. And as always, thank you for joining us on the podcast. You can find me over at Snakebite Horror over on Twitter and Snakebite Horror on Instagram. Uh, do come over and say hello. Could do some you know, retweets and, and uh, just let us know what you think of the show. Uh, you can email us as well if you've got any questions or recommendations for movies at um, snakebitehorrorcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you catch me weekly. I mean, I've had a bit of a break, but weekly over at the Bloody Good Reads podcast as well. Um, got some great authors coming up. We've got Sarah Pimbra. We've got the Andy Briggs episode as well coming up. Um, that's a story that might come up to something later on in the year. So keep your eyes open for that one. Um, and yeah, so again, thank you as always to our sponsor as well, Abominable Book Club. So that's abominablebookclub.cratejoy.com. Um, do go and follow them. Bloody Good Reads as, as a code. Go subscribe. Brilliant books. And uh, as always, I've been joined by my co-hosts. That's uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from Niall. Well, if anybody needs me, I'll be outside Neil Buchanan's house. And also, goodbye. Neil <laughs> Bukaku. Um... I'll be writing in sweaters on his front lawn. Come on my podcast. <laughs> Please do In that. what way? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, one of them's uh, less work to type out. So. It depends how many jumpers I have. I might not have enough jumpers to spell the whole word. So I might have to abbreviate it. Uh, goodbye from Marcus. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> I paint with my face. <laughs> right. Should we, should we, should we record? <laughs> what the fuck?
I've seen an elephant do that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> that was a joke. Did, do you... Uh, oh, hey. Last time he spent the whole episode not hearing me and having to basically wing it. <laughs> that was true. <laughs> <laughs> it worked pretty that well. Was pretty bad. <laughs> Red Eye.